Hi, this is Dr. Mark Rosenberg with the Safaris, and I'd like to welcome you to the show, The Anatomy of a Hit, the show where you will get the inside story of a hit record and its artist. Today we will be featuring the great lead singer of so many hits, like this great song, which reached number 39 in 
Instead of issuing the record under Darlene Love's name, or the Blossoms' name, he released the record as being sung by the Crystals, for they had a following. Darlene gave her side of the story on the all-access show hosted by The Geeter. But it's a very simple story. There were 13 and 14-year-old girls going to school, and their parents went, you ain't flying nowhere with somebody I don't know. And that was the reason why they didn't come to California to record He's a Rebel. But I was there as a background singer, and he just hired me to do it. It was a lady already who had already recorded. Vicky Carr. Vicky Carr. She had recorded it in New York. But the thing about it was, Phil Spector owned his own label, and she had to wait her turn on her label you know, when it's time for you to release your record. So Phil just flew to California, recorded it. Within a week, it was out. And they hadn't even put theirs out yet. And, you know, they hadn't a date or nothing. So by the, by the time they decided to put it out, our record was already climbing the chart. So it was actually too late. Written by Gene Pitney. Gene Pitney. The only thing, and that saved me. Uh, why? Because Phil didn't write it. He didn't have no control over it. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. wow. The only song I recorded, he did not have any control over it. Since the record was released under the name of the Crystals and they never knew about it, the original Crystals' reaction was not the most pleasant. Lala Brooks, the actual lead singer, recalls, quote, We were riding in a car going to a gig and we hear, He's a rebel and I'll never be any good on the car radio. Then we heard the DJ say, that was He's a Rebel by The Crystals. We looked at each other like, The Crystals? Where did that come from? We were confused. Another Crystal, Dee Dee Kennebrew, got really upset. Mary Thomas of The Crystals recalled that, well, our mouths fell open when she and her groupmates heard a disc jockey announce the new Crystals song. Unquote. How did the session go? Here is Darlene explaining on an interview from Cult Pop One. Here we go. Okay, here we go. He's a rebel. Uh, take seven. We overdubbed with Phil probably more than we ever overdubbed for anybody. That's, that's makes for that muddy sound that you hear. A lot of times you can't understand what the background is doing. Sometimes we'd overdub three or four times. So it was only not six voices, there were 12 voices in the background. But like the background voices were, were done after the actual track was laid down. 
would never take me more than three to five takes to actually get my lead part. Mistakes and all, he's a rebel. Those were mistakes at the end of the no, 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 no. Those were mistakes. I tracked my voice on He's a Rebel. Just the same lead, the same melody, two times, right? And I didn't, I couldn't, I did not remember how I did the no, no's at the end of He's a Rebel. So he just told me to do it, you know, do it again. And I did. And consequently, they came at different times. We're like, my first no, no was one way, but when I got ready to do it again, it fell in another place. So he kept it. I told him, I said, you're not gonna put that record out like that. He said, yes, I am. <laughs> now, many say that Darlene Love also sang lead on the song to do run run, but that was not the case. There's an unknown story about the Do Run Run and Darlene Love. From that Geeter interview, Darlene explains. The story behind Do Run Run is he took my voice off because we got, me and Phil got into a big battle over money and contracts and things. So, But we hadn't finished the record, but we had already did the background, the blossoms. Because yep. by that time you could sing the backgrounds and put the music on before the lead voice came on. And he didn't take our voices off of the background. But he put Lala's voice on, on top of mine. Well, let's hear that great song. It's the Do Run Run. Darlene's real name is Darlene Wright. 
How did she get the name Darlene Love? It was Phil Spector who suggested it. Here's Darlene explaining. Now, how do we change the name? Well, Phil Spector did love gospel music, and there was a gospel singer named Dorothy Norwood Love. She's a gospel singer, and Phil said, do you like the last name Love? And I went, okay. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but as we grew in the business and the Darling Love name started getting very popular, mm-hmm. I went to court and had it legalized. Mine, because knowing Phil Spector, I could just see me singing somewhere going, you can't use that name, that's my name. <laughs> Darlene had a sister named Edna Wright. She was the lead singer of the singing group Honeycomb, who had that big 1971 hit, Want Ads. Remember this one? big fallout was after she recorded He Sure the Boy I Love. Darlene said in another interview, quote, I was driving my car home from a session and the disc jockey said, here's the next record from the Crystals. And it was He Sure the Boy I Love. Always dreamed the boy I love would come along. And he'd be tall and handsome, rich and strong. Now that boy I love has come to me. But it sure ain't the way I thought it'd be. Darlene says, I stopped my car. It's a good thing there was nobody behind me. I turned around and went back to the studio. I came in with fire in my eyes, and nobody could really stop me as mad as I was. I yelled at Phil. This was supposed to be my record. I can't believe it. I gave it my all. You promised me this was going to be my record under my name. After that, Darlene said, We didn't talk for a long time after that happened, My group, The Safaris, had the opportunity to sing with Darlene Love and the Blossoms. Our managers at the time were Lou Adler and Herb Alpert. They had started their own record company called Tawny Records. The first release was called A Lover's Poem to Her. The Blossoms and the Safaris on this record, we were called The Angels. Here it is, a lover's poem. Just you and you alone can make my life so worthwhile. Just you and you alone 
can turn a tear into a smile. You and you alone, my love, have the love that I need. You and you alone, you're the only girl for me. Just you and you alone can make my dreams come true, dear. Just you and you alone can make the blues disappear. You and you alone, my love, have the love that I need. You and you alone for me. Talking was done by one of the members of the Safari, Shell Breyer. Darlene finally got a song released under her name. It was a big hit, reaching number 39 in 1963, which we played a clip of at the opening of the show. It's Today I Met the Boy I'm Gonna Marry.
She had one other solo hit that reached the top 40. Let's hear a portion of it. It's Wait Till My Bobby Gets Home. Remember it? Darlene really had trouble with Phil over money. She remembers her lawyer came over to her table and was trying to make a deal with her. She said they wanted to give her $25,000 to sign off from ever suing Phil Spector again, no matter what it was. And Darlene said, as much as I needed the $25,000, I did not sign. If they hadn't offered me the $25,000, I probably would have never sued Phil Spector, but... If you wanted to try to buy me for $25,000, then how much did he really owe me, <laughs> she thought. That's what made her sue Phil in 1993. She won and was awarded unpaid royalties totaling $250,000. Phil Spector died at the age of 81 serving a 19-year-to-life prison sentence for the 2003 murder of Lana Clarkson. Darlene said, quote, I did actually write him a couple of letters while he was in prison. I never heard back. After that, I just said, well, I'll leave him alone. I don't even know if he read them, unquote. Darlene moved to New York and also got involved in movies. She played Dan Glover's wife in the movie Lethal Weapon, and its sequels. Darlene also got a Grammy in 2011 for the movie 20 Steps to Stardom, which was a documentary film about her and many other widely recognized but often overlooked singers. Darlene also was lead singer for Bobby Sox and the Blue Jeans, who had these two hits. Let's hear them. Zippity-doo-dah and Why Do Lovers Break Each Other's Hearts?
On the Geeter Show, Darlene said she had one big dream she is yet to fulfill. Darlene explains what that big dream is. What would you like to really do that you haven't done? I would like to sing with Barbara Streisand. Whoa! It's always been my, one of those bucket lists, uh-huh. and that's something I would like to do. And you know, I hear if I put it out long enough, the wind will take it to her. Some little bird will go and whisper, you know, Darlene Love would love to sing with you. Darlene also sang songs on Phil Spector's great Christmas album. Here are a few of those Christmas songs with Darlene in the lead.
On the Geeter Show, Darlene said she had one big dream she is yet to fulfill. Darlene explains what that big dream is. What would you like to really do that you haven't done? I would like to sing with Barbara Streisand. Whoa! It's always been my, one of those bucket lists, uh-huh. and that's something I would like to do. And you know, I hear if I put it out long enough, the wind will take it to her. Some little bird will go and whisper, you know, darling, love would love to sing with you. This is Dr. Marv Rosenberg of the Safaris. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please tune in next time for the Anatomy of a Hit. Goodbye, everybody.